0: Do you want to live freely and lightly in your purpose and passion? More than ever, we need to learn to live in rhythms that help move us forward. Welcome to the Exhale Podcast. This is Holly Newton, founder of Exhale Women, and I am your host. Annalise Lillard, Annette Yanez, and Cassie Cooper are joining me again for Season 2. We need God's rhythms of grace to live in His strength. What He builds, He sustains. We can't do it without Him. We are talking about the word Purpose here in season two, and we have incredible guests joining us to share inspiration, wisdom, encouragement, and practical advice. I'm your host, Holly Newton, and welcome to the Exhale Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to the Exhale Podcast. I am so happy today to have Dina Gonsar on the show. Dina is the creator, writer, and television personality behind the popular food show Kitchen to Kitchen. You may remember first seeing her appear alongside her family on the E! Network show, Married to Jonas, Viewers first got a taste of her quick wit and her love for family. Since then, Dina has expanded her Dish It Girl brand as well as her family. It is her mission to resurrect family dinner and encourage others to bring together their loved ones around the table once more. With the birth of her daughter, Dina found a new way to bring together her audience by providing an honest look at motherhood. She shares her postpartum struggles and NICU experience creating in order to encourage others who may be experiencing similar struggles. She is dedicated to her hashtag not an instamom movement, where she aims to share the not-so-picture-perfect moments. Dina believes faith, family, and food are closely intertwined. She aims to uplift her community, both in and out of the kitchen. Welcome, Dina, to the show. I really am so happy to have you on today.
1: Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be talking with you all today.
0: Well, I, you know, we were just talking pre-show how um, our purpose is created across a long string of events in our lives, and I have just loved watching you from afar, um, to see how different threads of your life now play into what you're doing now. And it, it really is so effective and you you are making such an impact from your kitchen, from your home. Yes. It's just beautiful. <laughs> so this season we're talking about the word purpose and it really is a process. So can you tell us today, like what is purpose to you and how have you seen it work out in your life?
1: Um, well, purpose is that thing I'm always I feel like I'm always seeking with God. Like I'm, I, it's like, you're never, you're never done, um, try, Well, or you should never be done trying to chase after what it is that God wants you to do. And in every facet of your life and every decision you're making, um, and I just, I realize now that purpose comes in all different shapes and sizes, not to be like too cliche, and none are to be taken for granted. Um, it's it's like the God-given directed that God has gifted you to live out. And it could be something as small as just, you know, take your purpose is not to lose your patience with your toddler. <laughs> or it could be something um, as big as making a career-related decision that'll ultimately set you on Path towards God's bigger vision for your life. Um, I guess my point is no, no purpose should be taken for granted, and no purpose should be viewed as just seeing, just as just being like, well, this is just a small thing; it doesn't matter to Him or it doesn't matter to anyone. Because God can surprise you in so many different ways, and I've had to learn that the small steps and tasks in my life um, are what lead to the big bigger impacts because God is training me and he wants me to be sensitive to, um, those smaller callings or those smaller instructions that he has. Because if I don't learn how to hear his voice with the smaller things in the smaller moments, I'm not going to be able to hear it when those bigger tasks come about. And so, all I know is I want to be in the will of God and I'm constantly praying that he bends my will until I've achieved full surrender because I think I'm even still working on, um, that full surrender. I'm constantly trying to repeat to myself and to check myself, like not, not my will, but thine be done. Um, type thing is always going in my head. Cause that's a personal thing. I, I have to work on and I can see how, steadfastness and the feeling of content grows as we near that goal of surrendering our life um, and yielding to the purpose that he has for us. So that's, that's my long
0: take. <laughs> <laughs> what purpose means to me. <laughs> I, I love that. And, and I love, I like how you say you have to learn to hear Him in the small moments before you yeah. see into the big moments and boy, isn't that true? How, um, you talk openly about, you know, your life prior to having, um, your beautiful girl, Sienna, Sienna, right? Yeah. Sienna. So how did you see a change in your life from before she was born and then after she was born and, you know, how did God, how did God use that the way you view purpose, you know, in those small moments and those hidden moments?
1: Um,
0: I, I think that's been the, the
1: largest, um, learning tool ever that God has sent me. Um, and just in learning that God's, God's plan is completely different than our plan. Uh, sometimes God's timing is, um, is, is to be trusted. Um, that's another huge thing I learned with Sienna. Um, I had a unique situation or, or I mean, I know a lot of people have NICU experiences and such, um, but uh, I guess just not your run of the mill, like water breaking, rushing to the hospital kind of situation. Um, She came two months early, so I hadn't even finished her nursery or unpacked uh, everything that I had gotten from my shower. Um, It was just like a a funny feeling I had one day and I called my doctor and then three days later... I was having an emergency C-section, and she was having blood transfusions. So I never, I could have never saw in my future that my experience with her was going to end up being that testimony that God was going to give me, and then even further along, um, that was going to be what He used to open doors to me to minister to other people. Um, you know, I I never would have set out to be. Um, a poster child for, um, postpartum depression or anxiety. I was such a highly functional person prior, like, you know, a, a go-getter, a doer, um, somebody needs something, I'm there, responsible, dependable. Like I took on a lot of, a lot of things. Um, and so this was a situation where the rug was totally pulled out, um, from underneath me and, um, I have to say even even as maybe stressful or as um even terrible you could say some of that situation was um that was the this has been like I would say even currently this is the most growth I've experienced as a Christian. Um yes, I've always sought God and in my mind trusted God and depended upon him, but I guess maybe not enough and that was what he was trying to to show me because I literally for a little while lost everything in the sense of what I had known. Like I I just didn't have control over my mind and my emotions. And, um, but even in, in those moments, I experienced peace that surpasses understanding. Like all of those things that you hear your pastor talking about in church and you hear these phrases, um, throughout your life in, in church over and over again, and you assume, you know, what they mean. Um, and and you probably do, but actually having that moment when, you know, I've been in the hospital for three days and I'm alone in the hospital room and I claim to have always had trouble hearing God's actual audible voice. But in that morning, um, I was by myself. Brian hadn't gotten back to the hospital yet, neither had my parents. And it was very quiet. And it's it's like I, I knew in, I heard him say, like, I'm going to take her, but it's going to be fine. Like, you're going to have to deliver her, but it's going to be fine. And, yeah, I I had a minute where I cried for a second just out of everything. Um, But then from there on out, I can't say it was strange because I know it was God. But I was was fine to the point where when the doctors actually came in to tell me, like, look, our decision is we're going to have to do this. I had... My mom and dad sitting there, and Brian, and then one of my friends had come to visit me. And my friend was in the chair, and she was like, What Oh my god! Like, <laughs> I gotta go. What is happening? Oh my goodness!" And I was like, just sitting there listening to them talk, and I was like, "Okay, I'm like, all right, fine, great, we're gonna do this, no problem." And they left the room, and my friend was like, "Are you gonna be okay? Like, what? What is?" This? And she could not believe that I was just like. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fine. And then later in the day, right before they did the C-section, my doctor had said to me, um, you know, you could take a minute to be upset. Like you, you could cry. You could be, and I I just, you know, and they, that was a good witnessing moment. Cause I'm like, you, you don't know, like I've got a God that's bigger than all this. And she's going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. It's going to be a bumpy road maybe, but we're going to be good. And they were like in shock. And honestly, so was I. But that is a moment I will carry with me forever. You know, I felt no pain. I felt no anxiety. Yes, on the back end, months later, I dealt with what I dealt with. Um, but... That that feeling of that knowing that peace that passes under surpasses understanding and being able to tell people um, that that's real and I've had experience with it um, is just an amazing way to be able to comfort someone else going through something similar to be um, to have a tangible example of how that promise that you read about in the Bible or hear about in church is real. So sometimes the greatest mess of our lives is the greatest purpose
0: of our lives when it comes to God. Boy, isn't that true? Um, that is so true. And we have all um, personally here on the exhale team have all experienced things in our lives where we have, like you say, lost control, you know, but I, I love your testimony and how um, you can share that God was so real and he was so there with you. And We do, sometimes we just have to go through those things. Um, And and when we do, we see God in a way, a perspective that we have never known before because he's closer. And, you know, I I have discovered my daughter, um, Annalise, who's here on the show, um, not to take from her story, but, you know, I don't think any of us ever thought that we would go through what we went through when... She birthed our grandson, Amos, and his purpose was a short five months on this earth, but he had profound impact in our lives as a family and how we view God. And um, we've been talking about the word purpose here in this season. And some of our prior conversations, you know, I think have circled around, you know, times when you feel like you've lost control and it doesn't look like you thought it would. You mm-hmm. tend to think, have I missed something? Yeah. But actually you know, and um, I'll have to look up the scripture and I'll put it in the show notes, but it talks about how really our purpose is to make God known through the earth, for him to show his power and glory through us. And sometimes it's through the really hard stuff of life. Exactly. I mean,
1: we have, he has to give us ways to exercise our faith and exercise our level of obedience. Um, And I think if we never went through anything tough, how would we ever um, grow in faith, and um, how would we ever test out um, our obedience? So um, it's almost like now I'm like on the hunt for more messes, and whenever something comes my way, I'm much more mindful of, all right, this is happening, this is uncomfortable or it is bad. But number one, what can I learn from this? Like, what is he trying to show me here? Like, and you know, I definitely want to make this. Problem worth my while here. What is he trying to show me, and what have I learned from what I've went through before? Because I feel like sometimes when we go through things, we're in such a panic or an upset or depressed state or sad state um, that we forget almost everything that we've learned in the from past situations we've gone through. So I've now just been trying to be like, all right, remember when this happened before. And what it looked like when he brought you through it so let's not like dig that hole as deep as i did the last time this happened so that's kind of like my goal is just not to dig those holes quite as deep like let's make them a little bit shallower each time because i'm building a better foundation each time i go through something with him so uh, that's that's the current state i guess i i'm in on this journey of, of finding my purpose and being mindful of um, what God has for me along the way and enjoying that, the good and and the bad, because um, I think the whole idea of purpose is more of a journey rather than I was always looking for like one specific thing to grab onto, like as if I was going to stay there. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm good. I'm going to set up here. But I don't think that's how it works works. I I may still be learning, but I think it's, he has something for you and then he moves you along. He has something for you and moves you along. So.
2: I think that's such a good breakdown because it's easy to think of the word purpose, you know, and the overarching, like, what is my purpose or what is, you know, the big picture purpose. And I think that that, that applies to each of us in different ways. The Lord has called us to do unique things with our giftings, but I think you're hitting on something that, Maybe we all kind of subconsciously know, but really easily forget is that purpose is broken down into there's purpose in that experience, there's purpose in that particular person and your relationship with them, there's purpose in that situation that you walk through. And I think that's such a good thing to touch on. And you're really hitting on something that is I'm incredibly passionate about when I think about the word purpose. Um, You know, talking about there's purpose in our pain, you know, and if the the only, you know, purpose in that and only seems so small is to say that I have a deeper and more intimate relationship with the Lord because of what I went through and praise God. Yeah. But the Lord, I believe is going to use, you know, the things that we walk through for a greater purpose, whether that's, you know, for someone else mm-hmm. um, or for his kingdom. So I think that that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But I would be really curious because in those moments, like especially in the hard ones or in the moments, like you said, where you just feel like you've lost control or you can't, you know, seem to see the sun through the clouds. It can Mm -hmm. be really difficult to see the Lord's hand at work and to stay motivated. So how, how do you stay motivated to see God's purpose in your life?
1: Um, I think a lot of it is staying in the word, which can be really tough because it's hard to find time and and such like that. I, I remember thinking when, um, the whole situation with Sienna originally happened to me, I remember sitting there thinking to myself, thank God that through my, throughout my pregnancy, um, that just that year leading up to it, for whatever reason I had been more, um, Uh, more intentional about making sure I was doing my devotions, making sure Mm -hmm. I was spending time with God, whether I was subconsciously preparing for this moment that I didn't know was coming, or I just wanted to be prepared for becoming a mom in that way. I was really grateful during that time that I had been in the word and I'd been reading his promises. I'd been journaling, because I was able to go back to that and remind myself of um, where I was and where he brought me, remind myself of the promises that I'd written down from scripture Mm -hmm. um, in my my journal. Um, And I don't don't mean to sound trite with that. Like, oh, well, I I was just so good at reading that. Thank God. Like, I, I don't mean to sound that way. I just knew that even though I felt buried in depression and buried in anxiety, I still held on to the fact that his word is true. He is not going to leave me or forsake me. Um, this is an attack from Satan. That's how I viewed it. And um there was no, I just never felt that as, as low as I felt, or as dark as it felt, I knew there was no way that he was gonna leave me there. Um so, I never lost confidence in that. Maybe I may have lost my mind, but like I never lost confidence that however this however he was gonna do it, he was going to send help and looking back on it, I could see how he sent that help how you know he sent- I had people checking up on me from church i had thank God I had a mother and who was com- so faithful in um and just being, just having the strength and the know-how just to be, just to be there um, and to take me in when I needed it. Um, And just even helping me make the decision uh, to know that I needed to reach out and get more professional help. I know sometimes um, that could be controversial for Christians and that can be um, tough um, to reach out for outside help. Um, But I, you know, I did feel like can I just pray this way? Can I just I I mean I know I know God like I should just be able to pray, 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 and this should this should disappear um but I felt God saying to me, I've put people on this earth and given them knowledge to help you <laughs> with something like this. So you also have to know, here's your other lesson like when it's time for you to get to get help and that that's okay and there's no shame in that as well. so you know, there's a time for you to be the helper and there's a time for you to get helped. <laughs> and I think that's something we have to learn to along the way. So it's not, it's definitely not easy, but I think hanging on to those promises that are written in black and white in the Bible um, are really key during those dark
3: moments. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's really profound. And I, you know, so as a former Nikki mom as well, I will never forget um, the morning I was still pregnant with my son, and I woke up, and I woke up before anyone in the house, which was not normal because I was super pregnant and super exhausted, um, and the Lord said one thing to me, and it was, I am enough, and I look back on that moment, and I think, thank you, God, that you spoke that, that I can, because that happened to be the day that we got his diagnosis, and we knew we'd be living NICU life and things of that nature. Um, and it's it's what I held on to. And yeah. I remember people oh, thank saying... You so much. Yeah, exactly. And you probably heard this, or I don't know if you did, but people would say, I don't know how you do it. How do you do it? And there's only one response is, well, I'm, I'm not doing it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I'm
1: not, I'm like, I don't know how you do it without God. Like that's more the appropriate thing. I'm like, I
3: don't know how people do these things. Yeah, for sure. You know, with other moms, I'd be like, well, I don't know how you're doing it. Like (laughs) we have one source here. Um, But with that being said, like it, it, the challenge is extremely real and it really does humble you before the Lord and knowing, um, he's the one that leads us home and holds on to us through all of that. Um, so I loved hearing your thoughts on that. And I have so many thoughts I could jump on. I'd love to get your take on this question. How does being still play into our journey? Um, you talk about the postpartum depression, anxiety you experienced, also NICU life in any given season. Um, I definitely think there's an element of being still. Yes, and especially when you're in the throes of the valley. Yes. So how how did you find that play into your journey? I find that I was horrible
1: at being still. I always have been all my life. I'm I was always looking for that action that God wanted me to do. I was very focused on like like even I was saying before, like wanting to just know like the purpose and like to set up in there and then just succeed. Like too great. Um I I was not good at waiting. I was always good at panicking that I, I can't hear him. I can't hear him. I can't hear him. You know, I just just um and and then I had no choice. I had I guess you know, some people learn quicker than others and um, I, I had, he had to get me to a place where I had no yeah. choice. I was going to the NICU every day for seven, eight hours a day and just sitting there
3: mm.
1: in silence, um, with, with her. And, um, even, even when she came home, uh, just the, the concept of, of waiting. Um, you know, I, I wanted to, I thought I should snap back into it. Like other moms I knew like, Oh yeah, I'm a little tired and Oh yeah. You know, things were a little bit different, but you know, here I go, like back to work, back to yoga, like not, I mean, if if they, I was jealous, like, Hey, you, they snapped back, back into that. And all I could, I got obsessed with was like, what's wrong with me? What's Mm -hmm. wrong with me? And she's three years old. And I, the message to me is still like, not your timing not your timing, mine. You think that X, Y, and Z is passing you by and that you're done because of what has happened to you. Or um, you think that in in my mind, I was like, okay, after this many months, I should be able to do this, or I should be at this point. And God was still just like, no, (laughs) no, like it's not going to be that way. This is not Um, And I fought with that a lot. I still do from time to time, but I will say not as severely because I myself am longing for, um, I guess uh, I want to be more steadfast. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to um, be more content in each piece instead of anxious for the next big, Death, and I do want to let go of my own timing, because I think that something should be happening at this point in my life, or even the decision to have another child, if I'll be really candid, you know, you think of your age, and you're like, Oh, my goodness, like, I need to have another child by this point in life, And you're trying to make that decision at that time. And I can hear God saying, like, who told you? You know what age? Like who told you? And then who told you you're expired by like forty? You know, like all these these things in my head. And he, you know, just uh, you wait sometimes for longer than you in this worldly mindset think. Like you give your you're giving yourself um, a box to live in or barriers um, based on what you've learned from the word and uh, the world instead of what you've learned from god which is like i can do anything at any time whether it makes sense or not yeah such a hard thing to drive into my head and so i need to get good with the waiting and uh maybe just try to enjoy it a little bit more and uh you know um be thankful for it um grateful for it and um know that and trust that um He can make whatever, whatever happened in whatever time he sees fit. That's my perspective at the moment on waiting.
4: (laughs) I love how you describe it because I feel like you're saying what I sometimes cannot articulate very well. And I love the way you're talking about purpose as this box of like setting it up. It reminds me of when I used to play with Barbies and I used to love to play with them (laughs) I would dress them up. If I remember having this uh, restaurant set, I would Mm -hmm. dress her up, get the restaurant ready, and then just sit her there. And Mm -hmm. I thought, this is beautiful. This is what it is. And so, when I hear you talk about setting up, you know, our purpose, just set it up and just stay there. It it reminds me of then watching my sister play with Barbies or some other friends, and they'd have a good old time. Versus, I just sat there. I set it up. It's ready, but I think there's more life in purpose. Than just being set up and just kind of sit there. Um, and when you're talking about timing, it just seems like a lot of that timing is what you were saying in the mess. Mm-hmm. And even when you you kind of chuckled, you're like, I may have lost my mind. <laughs> yet There's something in that timing, but we miss it. Um, you know, I have been seeing a counselor and she likes to tell me, Annette, don't worry about it. Just... <laughs> <laughs> don't don't think that you're going to check this thing off. You, you know, you had two great weeks and check, you're done, you got the lesson. She's like you just take your time. But that's hard. Right? Cuz again, we want to be in that box already set up and we're good to go. Um but with that idea of timing and that concept of God's timing versus our timing, you know, how how do you tie that into purpose? Um I think
1: I was, I mean, I, again, I still struggle with it at times, but I, I've, for some reason, like ever since I could be, in, could have been in middle school, high school. I don't know that there was ever a time where I wasn't thinking about, I had to have this happen at this time in my life in order for this to happen. And I always, and I still fall into this trap. I'm always very panicked about, like, I'm wasting time, or um, I didn't do this fast enough. Because you're, you're, unfortunately, it, it's um, it's hard to not measure yourself against other people and and what's going on um, with other people in the world. It's just, it's just like the way life is. I have found I could like read my Bible all day, but I'll still, at the end of the day something from comparison comes in and and traps me. Um, And I just kind of cut my, I was cutting my own self off by saying, well, I didn't do this by this age, so it's over for me. Or I could never see how um, anything could work out for me if, if, if certain things weren't happening at certain times. And unfortunately it took me until like, 35, 36. I'm like, wait, how old am I? I'm <laughs> 36. I wish I was still 35. <laughs> um, right? um, to be like, uh, none of that matters. None of that matters. Um, you know, the world we live in is not, is not God's world with God's timing and God's plan. Um, I need to be reaching and, comp- and trying to get into what he's got for me, his plan his timing, um, because it's just, our expectations are lower than God's expectations. I think, um, you know, he has, he, he can do great things. And I think I heard that again, I heard that in church growing up all the time. Our God is great. And yes, like I, I would say it, I, I would say, I believe that, but I must, I must have not believed it in, in the most serious or tangible way because I gave it limits. I gave it limit time limits. Um, I gave it limits as far as like, well, that's not humanly possible, but of, but it doesn't need to be humanly possible. It doesn't need to make sense by the world's standards. And I was probably living by the world's standards much more than I even realized. And I, I don't want that anymore because I, I want the things that God has put in my heart and the things that I, I dream of as far as purpose goes to come to fruition. I don't want to, um, I, and those things can come to fruition if I live by his standards instead of the world standards. So that's a, that's a daily, a daily practice now is to try to set my mind on that track.
0: (laughs) That is so good, Dina. Um, you know, in the, in the process, I think, like you're just talking like God really becomes real in ways that he doesn't when, um, or in he becomes more real to us in our pain and the unexpected in when we're out of control. And that's really when we get to engage in his promises and go, Oh, do we really believe this? Is this really down in here? And it is a daily thing. I I so appreciate your honest thoughts and comments because I think if we're all honest, <laughs> that it is a daily process and yeah. we each have something every day we have to overcome, you know, to live, I like to say, to live freely and lightly so that we're not carrying the burden because God never intended us to carry this whole burden of his plan for our life on our shoulders.
3: That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean that just wasn't his intentions for us. But I too have had to learn, and I'm 52, and there's lessons I'm still learning now. I mean, it's it will always be a process till we leave this earth. I think. Yes. You know, but I so appreciate you taking your time today to share with us. Again, you've you've shared so honestly and openly about your thoughts around purpose and process. Um, you've shared your story, some some of your story, and I just. Um, I just know this is going to encourage so many, um, no matter what station of life they're in. And especially, you know, some of those who have gone through depression and unexpected and they just want to whip it together. (laughs) I I hope if you're listening and that's you, that this helps you find that permission. Just give yourself a minute to have the emotions. We are created spirit, mind, soul, body. We have God-given emotions. And it's okay to cry. It's okay to It's okay to feel sad about it, but, um, just don't stay there. And if you need help getting out of there, like you said, I mean, sometimes we need to be helped by someone that has professional. Yeah.
1: Like let him work through people to lift you up, let him lift you back up, you know, let him lift your head up, you know? So definitely, definitely this has
0: been so good there's so much gold in this conversation thank you thank you you. well i would love for you to share with our listeners how to best connect with you dina
1: um you can find um just some of my devotional piece writings or just encouragement writings and recipes too to encourage you in the kitchen um, at dishitgirl.com um you can find me on instagram at dishitgirldina
0: Yes. Excellent. Oh, I can't tell you how many days I go to your Instagram to go, what's she cooking this morning? Because
3: that that looks good to me. I'm glad. I'm glad. I hope it sparks something. It does. It does. (laughs) Add that spice.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you again for being with us. And thank you listeners for joining us. Be sure to read the show notes to get all the details on Dina and how to connect with her and how to connect with our co-hosts as well. Thank you and have a blessed day. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We are here for you. You can find me super easy at Holly A. Newton on Instagram and Holly Newton official on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and hear how the show is encouraging you and let's help others find the show so that they can also be encouraged in their purpose and passions. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One by subscribing and another is by rating and reviewing the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And two, you can even screenshot sharing your stories, text it to your friends and family, and be sure to tag me at Holly A. Newton on the socials so we can connect.